It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Check out the website www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com or give my man a call 912-268-2328 912-268-2328 find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal today's show is also being brought to us uh, in part by our 24 hour 7 day a week television channel that's right you can catch us uh, on the Ginico USA network which is available uh, on Roku and all of the uh, leading streaming services, just go to uh, Ginico, G-I-N-I-K-O, USA.com, and uh, sign up today. Uh, use the user code Billy C. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of this book right now while you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told. And uh, by the way, if you're looking to get a signed copy, uh, just uh, drop me an email, uh, Billy at Talking Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. I want to uh, give a shout-out to everybody that's already in the chat rooms. And, uh, well, hey, listen, we know what the hot story is today. Um, the heavyweight division, the landscape, she has a changed. That's right. Uh, last night, in a fight that, i, I got to be totally honest, I would have never in a million years uh, thought that uh, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. would have even challenged uh, Anthony Joshua in a competitive fight, uh, let alone uh, knocking him out. That's right. If you missed the fight, uh, you heard correctly, uh, Andy Ruiz knocked out uh, Anthony Joshua uh, in the seventh round uh, to uh, become the new pretty much unified heavyweight champion of the world. The uh, He is now the uh, WBA, IBF, WBO, and IBO champion. Uh, the only title he does not have is uh, Deontay Wilder's title. Um, what's my thoughts on the fight? Well, we're going to be talking to uh, Dax Khan a little bit later, Emily Harney, Alex Papali. We're going to try to hook up with uh, Sal, Rocky, Senecola, and get everyone's thoughts. But real quickly, um, listen, credit what credit's due. I'm going to say this. Everybody knows, especially people that have been uh, following this show for any length of time, you guys all know uh, that I was absolutely a huge fan, and still am, of Anthony Joshua. I've made statements that he's the best heavyweight out there, etc., etc., etc. I was shocked uh, at the outcome. Anthony Joshua did not look himself at all. Uh, from the minute I saw him walking uh, to the arena, something wasn't right. Um, he was hurt. 
uh, and hurt badly. Never really recovered. Didn't fight. He, he had no defense. Um, I, you know, Andy uh, Ruiz, to his credit, uh, brought the action to Anthony Joshua, and Anthony Joshua acted like he didn't want to get hit. He acted like he, he was just there, you know, the, the two guys smiling and thanking each other, you know, and everything else prior to the fight, very uh, uh, humble, uh, uh, you know, press conferences, etc. Um, Anthony Joshua, I believe, uh, wasn't even thinking that it was going to be competitive, and uh, next thing you know, he's uh, uh, knocked out. And I, I, I also have to be honest in saying this. Um, you know, there is no way that Anthony Joshua can stand up to Deontay Wilder's punching power. I'm sorry. Now, you know, Andy Ruiz uh, actually uh, fights uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty well. Uh, if you go back and watch the film, the footage, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, when he uh, got hit, he, he would throw multiple combinations or at least multiple punches at once um his punch output was the way you need to attack both anthony joshua and deontay wilder in my opinion the other issue that i noticed about andy ruiz uh which i've noticed before but uh sometimes he's a little uh let's just say conservative with his punches he was throwing um punches very accurately and very straight uh, he did not throw any looping punches. I mean, he was going for that, trying to set up the overhand right, but um, he, he was when he would let his hands go, they were very straight, compact, and target, right hitting the target uh, pretty well. I mean, AJ, uh, you know, avoided a couple of shots. The other thing was, was when Anthony Joshua rocked Ruiz, um, he, 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 was, he seemed like he was expecting him to just crumble to the canvas, and he was a little surprised. But the most alarming thing that I saw uh, with AJ last night was he was out of gas by the third round. I mean, he was totally spent. He accepted the fact that he was be, uh, that he was knocked out. You know, uh, the referee asked him, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" He's leaning on the ropes like it was, you know, in between rounds. He was not responding. Um, I, I can't fault Griffin for for stopping the fight he gave anthony joshua the uh uh the the benefit of the doubt in a previous round uh when he didn't take a step forward uh and the the bell sounded to end the round i you know i, I know there was some talk last night on social media oh aj's been exposed I, I don't know if i'm if i'm willing to say he's exposed um, you know, after all, he did beat Vladimir Klitschko. Are we, are we to assume that Klitschko was that far gone? I, I, I disagree with that. Um, but uh, uh, the bottom line is Andy Ruiz came to fight, and he put a whooping on Anthony Joshua. Um, you know, I, I thought that with the exception of one round, um, Ruiz was winning all the rounds. Um, uh, Anthony Joshua did not look like Anthony Joshua. He just seemed sedated almost. Um, the official time was 1 minute and 27 seconds of the seventh round. Uh, Anthony Joshua loses for the first time in his career. He's now 22-1 and one, with 21 of his wins coming by knockout. Andy Ruiz Jr., uh, he improves to 33-1 and one with 22 knockouts. And if you recall, his only loss uh, was at the hands of Joseph Parker, who many believe he won that fight. It was a split decision. 
Uh, you know, the, the sad part about this fight for Anthony Joshua was it was supposed to be his United States debut uh, at Madison Square Garden, sold-out crowd. A lot of uh, uh, English uh, uh, fans made the trek uh, to, uh, to see him live. There was a different atmosphere uh, that was happening in, in Madison Square Garden. It seemed electric. Uh, we will have Emily Harney on a little bit later. She was there. Uh, a lot of the photos you see online were hers, um, but uh, but I, I, he just didn't. He, it, it may have been an electric uh, uh, atmosphere, and people were there to see him perform, and it was his opportunity to look good. Um, but right now, I, I say to myself, you know, based on uh, the last uh, couple of performances by Anthony Joshua, I I got to admit that I I, th I think he's regressing. And uh, if if he and Deontay Wilder were going to step in the ring tomorrow, I, I don't I don't give Joshua a chance. And despite his boxing ability, which far exceeds Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder's equalizer, his power punch, will put Joshua to sleep. No disrespect to Andy Ruiz, but he does not uh, possess the punching power of uh, uh, of Deontay Wilder. Uh, the heavyweight division is totally. Uh, turned upside down and all we could use right now is Luis Ortiz to upset um, Deontay Wilder when they fight and then uh, we're going to have a, a lot of interesting uh, situations or, or uh, potential fights to unfold one thing I got to say right now is if I had to pick the top heavyweight out there right now right now uh, I have to lean towards Tyson Fury I mean you know I don't think Tyson Fury uh, is going to lose. Uh, I know Deontay Wilder has mentioned that he is going to be fighting him again after Luis Ortiz, but Deontay Wilder better look carefully uh, at this fight and see uh, what I think I saw, and that was Anthony Joshua looking past Andy Ruiz, even though he did not uh, say uh, he was looking past. He said he, he was, uh, uh, you know, focusing on the Ruiz fight. So um, I, I, I totally, totally... Uh, uh, crazy uh, uh, night for fights in terms of uh, the heavyweight division. We will talk uh, more about this, but just to get you caught up real quickly, uh, also on that undercard, Callum Smith uh, was uh, defending his title uh, against Hassan Nadam, uh, and Nadam fighting for the first time in the uh, super middleweight division uh, didn't fare too well. Uh, Callum Smith knocked him silly. Uh, the fight was over at 2 minutes and 26 seconds of the third round. Also on that card, Katie Taylor uh, won a very controversial uh, unanimous decision, or I would say split decision, uh, over uh, 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 Define uh, Person. Uh, and Person, in my opinion, won the fight. Um, the way the judges scored it, 96-94 twice uh, for um, Katie Taylor. And one had it even at 95-95. To me, uh, this is the uh, promoter's fighter getting the nod. Um, Person uh, left the, the arena uh, quite upset, which I, I thought wasn't too professional. But you got to do what you got to do, you know. Um, you know, uh, she could have just said she thought that uh, she was robbed. She could have demanded the rematch. And speaking of rematches, um, uh, smartly so, AJ has a rematch clause with uh, Andy Ruiz. I expect that fight to be different. 
Um, but uh, we'll see. You, you never know. And one other thing I wanted to mention about that, um, and, um, you know, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I love Brian Kenny, and, um, you know, I, I think that uh, Sergio Moore does a great job for DAZN, and uh, DAZN really is, is separating himself. What a, what a quick rise to the top uh, for uh, DAZN uh, Network. Um, but that Chris Mannix, to me, is a total moron. Now, maybe I'm a moron, all right? Could very well be. But I don't know if you caught the round where um, uh, Andy Ruiz was dropped uh, and got up and then dropped Anthony Joshua twice. That was the round that he, he barely survived. He didn't respond. His legs were still crazy uh, even when he came out following that round. And, you know, Brian Kenny asked him, how did you score that round? And uh, Chris Mannix says, uh, oh, it's easy. I scored a 10-8. And even Brian Kenny went, huh? Uh, you know, I, the way I understand it, the way the round should have been scored would be like this. And the way I had it on my score card. It, the 10-point must system means that you have to score the winner of the round 10-9. Okay? Then after the winner of the round 10-9, um, you start doing the adjustments. So in other words, if there was a point deducted, you take it off of whichever fighter at that point. Um, if there was a knockdown, you take it from the fighter that was knocked down from that point, etc., uh, etc. Et so the way I had it is I thought Ruiz won the round, so I start off with 10-9, right? Then I subtract a point from Ruiz's 10 because he was dropped. So now it's 9-9. But then you take two points away for the two knockdowns uh, from, uh, uh, from, you know, Anthony Joshua getting knocked down. So for me, I scored that round 9-7. Um, to seven. Uh, That's the way I, I saw it. And it, like Larry Hazard always used to say, you know, even in a round where there's not a knockdown, but it was a decisive victory for one fighter, don't be afraid to score it a 10-8 round. But again, that goes after you decide who the winner of the round is. So if you say to yourself, well, uh, so-and-so won that round, so here's the score, 10-9, but, you know, he beat him from ring post to ring post, and he should have knocked him down, uh, and it was a total domination. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to score a 10-8, and you subtract the point then. So that's how I would have scored that round, 9-7. Uh, to seven. Um, No way, 10-8. Uh, now, the theory, I think, behind it, was, uh, uh, you know, 10-9 minus a knockdown. But there were two knockdowns. It made no sense to me. It made no sense to me. So uh, I, I'm not sure uh, what, uh, uh, what he was thinking uh, on that one, to be honest with you. Uh, so uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see uh, what, they, uh, what they come up with. Uh, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was a... Uh, a, a weird score, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, in any event, um, there was another fight, too, that, uh, that took place, and that was uh, Ivan Redick uh, stopping uh, Devon Alexander uh, in the sixth round. Um, you know, what a fall from grace Devon Alexander has had. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy that at one point I thought was – uh, tops, really. I I, I loved them, uh, but uh, man, I thought uh, uh, I, 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 I he's 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I uh, ten, you know, I'm getting comments in the chat room. 10-8 was not the correct score. 10-point must starts. You, you know, you talk to Larry Hazard. 10-point must system starts. You don't score 10-8 uh, uh, for one, one uh, for two knockdowns. No, I, I'm, I'm 99.99% sure uh, that uh, that I'm right uh, with that one. But uh, uh, who knows? Uh, you know, uh, the bottom line is, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he <laughs> the, the bottom line was that uh, uh, Andy Ruiz won the round. I mean, that's uh, neither here nor there. But 10, as far as I'm concerned, 10-8 was not the correct score. If you were going to go with anything, um, maybe 9-8. Uh, you have to take a point away uh, from the 10 uh, from uh, uh, from Andy Ruiz. I, I just don't understand where uh, where that was. But uh, in any event, I think uh, joining me right now, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we got him on the phone, is my man Sal Rocky Senecola. Good morning, Sal. Hey, good morning, Billy C. How, talk about boxing history. Oh, my God. Uh, I tell you something, um, you know, I thought uh, what a what a what a turnaround for the heavyweight division. Um, what was your thoughts on, on the fight last night, Sal? Billy, I'll tell you, I watched the fight twice and, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say is, as you know, what we always do say, Bill, any given night, anything can happen. And when you, when you talk about heavyweights and punching and power and, you know, Ruiz displayed some decent boxing skills and um when he uh when he and joshua mixed it up you know you would think the first first thing is you'd think wow okay this is gonna go as planned joshua's gonna feel him out and probably stop him in before the fifth but man what a turnaround event of events you know when you have a shorter stockier swarming kind of style as you did in, in ruiz you know that's your style that's what you're taught to do you're taught to get inside, exchange, bury your head on the opponent's chest, and just wail away. And you know what? I, I want to say that not to not to make it sound just as easy because Ruiz put some, uh, put some actual art into that, and he wasn't just a swarming uh, barrier punches. I, I thought, it was, I thought he, he, just, he just pulled the upset, big upset, big, big upset. And you know what? If anything between Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua was going to be upset I thought it would have been on Deontay Wilder's side. Well, I'm going to be humble with that. Well, I, I tell you something. After watching the fight last night, Sal, I, there's no way I think Anthony Joshua could stand up to Deontay's punching power. I, th I thought the reason that Andy Ruiz won the fight is because he, he kind of bullied Anthony Joshua. And, and when he let his hands go, he let them go, and they were they were finding their target, you know, and, and he was just – he just let his hands go. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it, especially after he got hit and he would come back. He, he, he followed an old rule I used to tell my fighters. You know, if you get hit once, make sure you throw back four or five, and that's what Andy Ruiz did. And it seemed like Anthony Joshua was surprised that he was actually hitting him back. And I, Anthony Joshua didn't look himself. I can't make any excuses. All the credit has to go to, no. to Andy Ruiz. But I can't help but think – of the showdown, a potential showdown between Deontay and, and AJ, and I just can't see Joshua um, uh, withstanding Deontay's punching power. I mean, no disrespect to Andy Ruiz, 
but he doesn't possess the power Deontay does. No, and you're right. And you know what? To see what happened and what was unfolding uh, last night, uh, as you said, I mean, you got to make the argument. I mean, Anthony Joshua is any trainer's or manager's dream come true. The guy is fundamentally sound. He has all the tools. He's a big guy. And bam, here you got a, a shorter, stockier, swarming uh, fighter who obviously's got a little more pop in his punch than we thought. And uh, man, he just he just let it on the line. He just you know as you said when when Anthony Joshua would hit him, Ruiz came back with two or three answers, and and that that's that's the math you cannot get away from it. And uh, I'll tell you why it was a it was a hell of an upset, hell of a surprise, and. Uh, Shocked the boxing world, you know, temporary on, temporarily on his heels, and no pun intended. But uh, um, I'll tell you what, it reshuffles that deck as far as the heavyweight complexion uh, what's going to be. And, you know, you, you can see a bunch of fights that, that, that can materialize from this, and you can see uh, a bunch of fights that will never happen because of this. So it's, it's like I said earlier in the text, it's reshuffling the deck as, a, as an underscore. Speaking of math, were you keeping score by any chance? You know what? I, I I had Louise ahead, but to be honest, no. I did not keep score. I just wanted to watch this and uh, see what was going to unfold. I did not watch it. Well, I, I did not watch it to score. I I, I uh, gave Anthony Joshua one round. I thought Ruiz won, won them all except for one, but there, there was the one round, and I'm, and I'm being criticized. I was critical of uh, Chris Mannix. The one round where AJ knocked down Ruiz would look like a devastating shot. I didn't. I was shocked that Ruiz got up, but then he knocks down AJ not once but twice in a round, and they scored it ten nine, um, which wow. which I thought was. Uh, I'm sorry, they scored it ten eight, and I, I thought that was crazy. And the way I remember Larry Hazard uh, explaining it to me is that the winner of the you start off with scoring a round. You get the winner of the round, um, so that's a 10-point must. That means the winner gets 10 and the loser gets 9 or less, right, if there was a knockdown right, or a point right. deduction. But then you start making those deductions from that point. So the way I thought the, that round would have been scored was 9-7. I, I gave yeah. the round to Ruiz. I subtracted the, the one point for him, for him being knocked down. That gives him 9. Then the nine that started out with Anthony Joshua, he gets knocked down twice, so I subtract two points, and I ended up with nine seven. But I'm being uh, overruled here. A couple of people in the chat room and even our uh, very own uh, Alex Papali claim that the 10-8 score was correct. you have any thoughts on that? Wow. You know, I, I probably would have fundamentally have done it just like you said you were doing it, but... Uh, you know, when you get into the minutia of the scoring, uh, you know, there is a clear winner of the round that has the most knockdowns. But, uh, you know, uh, from starting from a benchmark of 10 points, you know, you could whittle it down to where you arrived at. But uh, I, 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 I could see – I can't see. I, I, I got I to gotta give some thought, Bill. <laughs> I tell you, I never saw a fight like this, uh, you know. Knockdown after knockdown after knockdown, and uh, it was uh, it was it was uh, it was interesting. I tell you what, I I could have sided with your score there, um, and I might draw criticism, but who the hell cares? 
the bottom line is I could not believe that Andy Ruiz was uh, in the fight to win that fight the way he did convincingly and uh, you know that wasn't just like he hit him with a counter shot or so like you said he, he for every one punch Joshua would hit him with this guy had three to answer you know it was it was a it was it was you know fundamentally sound math <laughs> it just didn't go into Joshua's favor um, oh, I, I just want to uh, Joel gave us a uh, a um, super chat and he just uh, he's loving the discussion he wants to give a special shout out to you too, Sal. So I appreciate the super chat. Super chats uh, make the Thanks, uh, show go round. Um, you know, talking about the the three headed uh, heavyweight division, at least the way most people looked at it uh, going into this fight, I'm, I'm not so sure how much the landscape has changed uh, aside from who owns the belts now, uh, Andy Ruiz. But uh, looking at uh, AJ. Uh, of course, Deontay and Tyson Fury. I can't help but make Tyson Fury the number one guy now because, um, I, you know, obviously Anthony Joshua has to drop. Uh, he lost, you know. Um, Deontay yeah. Wilder, uh, despite his punching power, I still don't think he possesses any boxing skill aside from that power, which is obviously uh, good enough for him. Uh, but when I look at Tyson Fury... And all intent purposes, for all intent purposes, I feel Tyson Fury beat Deontay, so he's got to be number one. Deontay has to fall uh, or stay at number two. And Anthony Joshua, I mean, you put him at number three or you, you slip Andy Ruiz at number three and make uh, Anthony Joshua number four? I mean, how, how do you see it? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Like I said, this whole reshuffling of this deck, you know, before last night, it was, it was argumentally you could you could – itemize where each fighter stood but uh after last night uh, you've got to put tyson fury in the mix i mean you've got to include him in a big time on top um and and i'll just tell you it just opens up a whole new landscape of heavyweight matches and that's what's unbelievable i mean you had the clear front runners before last night and now after last night man you've got secondary and tertiary uh, front runners that can make an argument. Hey, I deserve a title shot, and certainly, certainly, you got to put Tyson Fury in that mix, and uh, it could be a very, very interesting turn of events when uh, you put any one of these three or four fighters together. Um, I'll tell you, Bill, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm still stunned. Well, and you, uh, you know one thing, though, Sal, and I've said this all along, and man, did it come true last night. The weakness, aside from now, you, you have to, uh, even the biggest Anthony Joshua fans have to admit that his chin is extremely suspect. And again, no disrespect to Andy Ruiz. Uh, but, no. uh, uh, you know, uh, he can't fight shorter guys. I mean, uh, you know, no. every time he steps in the ring with a guy that's shorter than him, he struggles. You know, and, and yes. conversely, you know, Deontay Wilder thrives on fighting shorter guys. He he's he's become proficient at it, which is surprising and from the AJ side because how many guys has he really fought that are his size? I mean, every time he fights a guy shorter, he gets caught a lot. Takam did it to him. He struggled with Carlos Takam. He, he finally stopped him. Um, and, you know, Ruiz is a compact, short guy that throws a lot of punches and obviously can take a shot. He did go down, uh, but uh, but Anthony Joshua looked extremely tired too, Sal. 
He looked like he was uh, exhausted. Uh, I think that that's the main reason they stopped the fight. He he couldn't continue. He couldn't breathe. You know, uh, what's no. your thoughts on that? He looked so chiseled. He looked like he was in great shape. Well, he looked. He looked. He looked actually. He looked stunned. He looked like, "Wow, is this really happening to me?" And and I'll tell you what. He had that stoic look on his face when the referee, before he stopped the fight, was asking him this and that. And you didn't see any real signs of uh, uh, of engagement or life uh, in Anthony Joshua's eyes at that point, and that's why the referee called it. I think that uh, you know Anthony Joshua, um, you know we 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 definitely knew that he was vulnerable to uh, to shorter, choppier punches or so, and 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 you know he didn't have the greatest chin, but he does have a decent chin. But the bottom line is, man, I'll tell you, it just. Uh, it just proved to be that uh, you know Ruiz was the winner that night, and you know I'm I'm going to be interested in the rematch clause, which Eddie Hearn was quick to point out, and uh, I'm sure they could build a whole big thing about that with drama. But you know Andy Josh was a straight shooter. He's going to say, hey, look, I, I fought, I came in to win, I fought, I didn't come up turn, but you know we're going to we're going to turn the cards around. You're going to see a new Anthony Joshua uh, destroy um, Ortiz in in the UK. I mean that's the only argument they could have with that, and uh, and maybe it will be. But I think he, you know, stepped too far away from the pond with an opponent that said, "Hey, I'm going to take advantage of this." Hey, that's a great segue, and I got one more question before I take a break here. Um, do you think that his performance, whatever he's going to go back and and blame it on, um, do you think that'll prevent him? from coming back to the United States. I mean, because, you know, what I noticed in that fight was it was an electric atmosphere at Madison Square Garden, sold out, something Deontay Wilder has not been able to do in the U.S. Um, You know, it's sold out. There's a lot of Brits there. Uh, There was just a different feel uh, there, and, and he comes up short. Not only does he come up short, he gets knocked out. Does this prevent him from coming back to the States? I think... In the analytical side of things, I think he's going to be a little bit hesitant or reluctant to come back to the state. But on the, I don't give a damn, let's prove them all wrong, and the confidence side of him, he would say, hey, I want to jump right back in the pool. I'm going to show everybody. I had a bad night, but I'm going to win. Uh, I personally think he's going to avoid the U.S. for a little while and uh, go back to his comfort zone. I mean, he has everything he needs in the U.K., and uh, why not? Um, yeah, I, I think we're not going to see him back in the United States for a while. They're, and if it goes to – go ahead. No, I was going to say one last thing. They're, they're talking about having this fight um, towards the end of the year. I, I would like to see it sooner. I, I, I don't think that they should wait much longer. Uh, you know, if they're looking to get his stock back to where it was, I, I would I would like to see this fight in a couple of months. What's your thoughts? Well, I think I share your thoughts 100%. I mean, you have a – you have a so-called world champion that was supposed to destroy uh, a mediocre uh, heavyweight uh, uh, in Ortiz, but I'll tell you what: the faster they get back in the ring, the more more uh, credible this fight. I, I really do see they should have this fight before uh, before September or October. Yeah, yeah, I know and, they're talking. Uh, they're talking the end of the year. You know, that's because fighters yeah. only fight twice a year now. You know, Sal. So. Well, I know, I know. Isn't that a shame? But no, I think this fight should take place probably, probably uh, September, maybe even August. I mean, it's still early, 
And, you know, I, I would tell you this, I'd say just jump right back in. And, uh, and uh, you know, this way, you know, Anthony Joshua could either say, hey, you know, I did have an off night. I want to prove it that I'm just as devastating, just as this and that. And, you know, he may even say, hey, I, I, I couldn't get up for this kind of opponent. I don't think he will because he's too much of a gentleman. But, you know, there there are certain things that you, you do take into a training camp. And, you know, if you're fighting a much less a credible opponent, is it hard to get up for that opponent? No, because you're a fighter. You're a professional. You're going to get up for any opponent. But some people may say there's a psyche there that says, hey, you know what, instead of the light switch going on that way, I'm, I'm going to dim it here. Um, I think that uh, Anthony Joshua has – a lot to prove to himself now. This is going to be a this is going to be a battle in a in a in a, uh, in a showdown of fruition to him him to see how how tough and how ready mm-hmm. and how resilient he can be. And I think he's going to want to prove it to the world uh, going in. And hey, guess what? The real Anthony Joshua is still here uh, for whatever reason. I lost this fight. Maybe I didn't get up for it. Maybe I did. But you're going to see a brand new Anthony Joshua. He's got a He's got to re, rebrand his, his brand and says with that kind of uh, mindset, hey, you know what, no stopping us now. Uh, I learned a lot from that fight. I uh, kept my hands down, and he counterpunched me. Uh, I didn't expect his speed. Whatever he could say, he could say. But bottom line is he's got to jump back in the ring as soon as he can. I agree. Sal, I appreciate you uh, taking some time with us this morning, and uh, we'll look forward to you next week. we got Triple G on deck next week. Uh, fighting, so uh, we'll get a chance to talk about uh, him. Then the final following week, we got Tyson Fury. So we got a busy month coming up, brother. Got a busy month, and you know what? Guess what? 2019 is proven to be a good year for boxing so far, and uh, we're at the halfway point, <laughs> right? So, uh, Sal, you take yes, care, keep go. on fighting the fight, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, buddy. Thank you, my brother. Take care. All Bye-bye. right. Thanks, take everybody. Care. Bye. That's uh, Sal Rocky Senecola giving us his thoughts. And uh, make sure you keep your prayers going for my man, Sal. Listen, I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, we're scheduled to have uh, Dax Khan with us. So uh, don't go nowhere. Billy C. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, I just want to remind everyone that um, our programming lineup uh, on the uh, uh, on our 24/7 channel uh, is pretty cool. Uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays, we show all the previous shows, these shows. Uh, then Wednesdays are dedicated, and this is this is 24 hours a day. Wednesdays are dedicated to all the blasts from the past that we've done. Uh, Thursdays is a mix of everything. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, 24 hours a day, we play all these special events we've done, uh, different uh, uh, shows, different events, uh, the uh, Boxing Revisited. So uh, if you're not uh, signed up, make sure you 
do it today. Just go to Ginico, G-I-N-I-K-O-U-S-A.com. Use the user code BillyC and watch our channel 24 hours, seven days a week through Roku and all the other top streaming services. Joining us right now uh, is my man, uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. Hey, good morning. How you making out today, my man? <laughs> Better than Anthony Joshua. I'll tell you. What's your thoughts on the fight? <laughs> you know... It reminded me very much of Vladimir Klitschko versus Corey Sanders and Ross Purity, where he was so used to going in there and being the guy that dominates. And when, as you stated earlier, he hits his opponent, they fall, they stay down. This guy got up, and Anthony Joshua was more or less... Ruiz Jr. just kept coming at him. And Anthony Joshua... And I've said this before, on top of the fact that many times I've said one of these guys, whether or not it's Wilder or Joshua, is going to get upset before they fight, and all of a sudden that uh, mega fight is going to go down in value. But um, Anthony Joshua carries around a lot of excess muscle. That muscle is a lot, it takes a lot of oxygen to feed that muscle. This isn't the first time we've seen Anthony Joshua tired in a round or two. You know, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr., you know, he's got incredible stamina, like Adam Konaki. You know, he can just keep coming and keep coming, and that stamina is what allowed him to get up off that deck and just keep applying that pressure to Anthony Joshua. So, you know, was it a shock? Of course it was a shock. Nobody expected that to happen. But on the other hand, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua has shown a lot of flaws that need to be fixed that he hasn't really worked on because he's become so confident in his power, very much like a Deontay Wilder, except Deontay Wilder's got more of a one-punch power. And right now the sport doesn't have a Manny Stewart to fix these flaws. You know, um, first of all, Deontay Wilder, we, we have to label him the hardest-punching heavyweight out there. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I still believe that Anthony Joshua possesses uh, the better skill set, but you're 100% correct if he can't get to the finish line because he's huffing and puffing, uh, and if he he just looked so lost when Andy Ruiz was was letting his hands go and, and he was connecting at will, um, it, it did he he seemed I don't know about you Dax but Anthony Joshua and this you know I'm not hiding the fact I'm a fan of Anthony Joshua he didn't look like Anthony Joshua from the point he walked out of the dressing room he didn't look like himself. Um, he didn't even seem to be he, he was still asking about what what he got dropped with several rounds afterwards and he just something wasn't right should his corner have taken uh, you know any other precautions I mean they did tell him how to fight and and, it, and he would have won the fight if, if they if he listened he just seemed he didn't seem himself did you notice that he was going through the motions he was looking past Andy Ruiz Jr. at bigger and better things and sometimes what happens with a fighter we have to remember Anthony Joshua only has 20 pro fights which is still in all you know relativity that's what a prospect usually has by the time they're getting a title shot Anthony Joshua just happened to be you know mainlined into bigger and better things but you know back to um, Vladimir Klitschko after the Corey Sanders fight years later Vladimir Klitschko says I'm on the ropes. I'm getting hit. I'm not really hurt. I'm a little bit shaken up. But all I can think to myself is, I can't believe this little squirt in front of me is doing this to me. And I just totally froze and I lost it. 
And I'm, you know, guessing, you know, maybe that's what was going through Anthony Joshua's head. I don't know. Andy Ruiz Jr., though, despite his um, his physical appearance, you know, remember, he's a um, a very solid amateur career. Um, you know, he has wins over former world champions or over uh, a former world champion. He, um, he has wins over uh, more than uh, one undefeated opponent. So, you know, this is a guy that you couldn't sleep on and. Anthony Joshua did, and hopefully Anthony Joshua learned from it. Doesn't mean that's the end of his career, and we'll see what happens. You know, in my opinion, though, no matter what, I don't care if it's Anthony Joshua, I don't care if it's Deontay Wilder. The best man in that division is Tyson Fury, and outside of going down against Steve Cunningham in that flash knockdown and knockdowns against Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury's yet to lose a round in his career. What What happens if? Um... You know, uh, Andy Ruiz, there, obviously there was a rematch clause. So they say, okay, you know, we got a rematch. Now, Andy Ruiz, the, the sanctioning bodies don't care about uh, contracts outside of, you know, their title holders. Uh, they have their own deals. They want their sanctioning fees, and that's it. What's preventing Andy Ruiz from saying, forget it. I don't want to give you a rematch. I want to fight so-and-so first. Um, what's what would what would be the ramifications? Would the sanctioning body did did the sanctioning bodies do you know of were involved with the rematch clauses? So in other words, they all are requiring uh, Ruiz to uh, to 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 fight uh, AJ again. No, they're not all requiring. Remember, that's how Tyson Fury lost that IBF title in the first place. He wanted to give. Vladimir Klitschko a rematch and Vladimir Klitschko deserved the rematch but that's why they took the IBF title from him because they felt Charles Martin should have had that title shot because Charles Martin was ranked number one so it all depends I was wondering last night I'm not sure what Andy Ruiz Jr.'s purse was for this fight but me personally if I was Andy Ruiz Jr. and looking at the broad landscape of things and the amount of opponents that there are out there right now especially like an Adam Kornacki or a, um, let's say a Joseph Parker or a Dillian White and so on and so forth, I wouldn't keep all those belts because that's at least a million dollars in sanctioning fees right there for those titles combined. I would pick the one of those titles and then, you know what, I would make myself a player in there. I would let those other guys go about their business while I made my money until I can work myself into one of those big fights. Yeah, but Dax, think about it. If he gives, uh, if if the rematch happens towards the end of the year in England, the amount of money he will make from one fight, with the even assuming if he comes out on the wrong end, financially he's set for life. If he rolls the dice and goes the other way, he's certainly not going to make the kind of money he could make with the rematch fighting Anthony Joshua. And you're right, uh, even if he got peanuts for the fight last night. Uh, that's not going to be the case uh, when he when he gives uh, uh, AJ the rematch. So why take the risk of possibly losing to a Koznacki or or anyone else for that matter? Uh, you know anything can happen. He could be robbed on the scorecards. He could have a bad night. He could get caught. Whatever the case is, at least it's a guaranteed humongous life altering uh, purse that he would get for the rematch. I I think financially the smart move is the rematch. The doors will still be open for him. Well, absolutely. That would be the smart money. I was just basing my answer off of your 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 statement on what happens if the sanctioning bodies jump in there and they pull, you know, the normal sanctioning body politics where they just mucky up and make everything difficult. Then if I was Andy Ruiz, I would just pick one of those titles and I would remain a player inside of there. And then he'd still be able to make, you know, some um, some solid paydays. And 
as long as he didn't lose in one of those situations, as you just described, he'd get himself a shot against one of the other guys. Well, you know, I, that's what I mean. It's a win-win situation for him to take the money and then, uh, and then look ahead, you know, after that. But, uh, Anyway, you never know what happens with sanctioning bodies. You never know. I mean, for all you know, tomorrow, all of a sudden, you can't have tattoos to be a champion. All of a sudden, you can't have blonde hair if you want to be a champion. All of a sudden, you can't wear a certain um, kind of shoes if you want to be a champion. You know, they make the rules up as they go along. You're right. You're right about that. A lot of discussion about that one round. Uh, Apparently, uh, I, according to the to the most people, I scored it wrong. Uh, I was critical of Chris Mannix, who scored that. Uh, round uh, 10, uh, 10 8. Um, I, I, you know, 10-point must system, as far as I'm concerned, Dax, and we'll get your thoughts, was 10-point uh, has to go to the winner of the round. So you start with the scorecard like that. So the winner of the round was Ruiz. So I start off 10-9. Then I deduct, this is how I did it, I deducted the points for the knockdown. So Ruiz went down once, so that's minus 1, that equals 9. Um, and then uh, AJ went down twice, so that's minus two. That equals seven. On my card, I had it nine seven, and I'm seeing that a lot of people agree that the the scoring should have been ten eight, and they're saying, well, it's ten point must. Well, doesn't he? Doesn't a point get deducted for his knockdown? Uh, how do you see it? Well, it starts with you know ten point. That's why it's a ten point must system, of course. You know nine points for the guy that. The judges think loses and 10 for the winner. But, you know, and of course there can be 10, uh, 10, 10 rounds. But for each knockdown, you're deducting one point and then another one for each additional knockdown. So last night in that situation, Anthony Joshua would have been it would have been a 10, 7 round. But you're again, you're correct because Andrew Ruiz Jr. went down. That made it a 9, 7 round. You know, if the referee instructs the judges to deduct a point or something like that, that also factors into whether or not it could be a 9-8 or a 9-7 round. The only time that, you know, you would see anything like that change would be, let's say, um, you know, a, a, a fighter gets knocked down and, you know, becomes a 10-8 round. And then all of a sudden there's a deduction. But then, you know, that fighter who got knocked down gets up and he completely dominates the round. He can actually get that point back and make that a 9-9 round. It's rare, but it happens. It can happen that way. 9-8 rounds are uncommon, you know, but they do happen. 9-7 rounds are uncommon, but they do happen. And again, you have to factor in it's a 10-point must system. That doesn't always mean a fighter has to get 10 points. I always thought that it started with that, and you're it right. It starts with 10 points. You're right. The deductions come afterwards. And you're also right that if a fighter gets dropped um, and, you know, you're assuming that that's a 10-8 round and he comes back to dominate, it, it could very easily become a, a, a 9, uh, you know, because if he got to 10, so it could have been a 9-9 nine, nine round. Uh, so, yeah, and also if there's not a knockdown. If a fighter beats a, another one from ring post to ring post, there's nothing wrong with scoring that as a 10-8 round as well. Right. Also, you know, let's say, you know, if a fighter uh, wins a round, but he's penalized, you know, so let's say um, the fighter wins a round, he's penalized, you know, and that all of a sudden, you know, he, he wins, you know, goes, it's a 10-point, you know, he wins the round, it's a 10-9, but he's t- penalized, but now it's a 9-9 round. If you understand what I'm saying, so that that that's you know what it means. There doesn't have to be ten points. So you know, last night 
We'll say, for example, you know, Anthony Joshua, let's say he won the round. It's There's no knockdown. There should be a 10-9 round. But, you know, there was a deduction because Joshua hit behind the head or he held. Now it's a 9-9 round. It does not have to be 10 points. It's just a 10-point must system that they work with because that, you know, more or less, in my opinion, it probably just came up because it's easy for the addition. We know these judges aren't all that smart. Well, this was – I don't know. I didn't even see what the official uh... – Judges' cards were. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can obtain that. It, it was the Chris Mannix guy that uh, that said it. Um, I think Joshua was ahead on one card it, by one point. I yeah, think I, so. I, I don't. I don't know how that was. I mean, to be honest, which I had, I had Joshua only winning one round. Uh, you know, I had I had Ruiz um, landing more punches, and I mean, when I, when I didn't say that was my score. I'm just saying I think that's what they had it. Yeah. Well, you know, I. I think the rematch will happen, and I also think that um, the fight won't go to distance. Somebody's getting knocked out, and, you know, styles make fights. And it surprised me um, because, you know, Anthony Joshua has always seemed to have trouble with the shorter guy. You think uh, uh, Jarrell Miller is, is really upset with himself at this point because he probably sees himself, um, you know, shocking uh, uh, AJ the way. Ruiz did. I just, I always thought that Ruiz was a way better fighter than Jarrell Miller. Well, it's a different style. Jarrell Miller is not, certainly not as fast-handed in, as Andy Ruiz Jr. He's not as um, nimble on his feet as Andy Ruiz Jr. And, um, you know, he certainly doesn't you know, use the angles that Andy Ruiz Jr. does. You know, so Andy Ruiz Jr. is a better fighter overall. Jarrell Miller's style, more or less, where he stays on the ropes 90% of the time, uses his weight and counterpunching, that would have more or less played into Anthony Joshua's, you know, uh, pros, you know, uh, to his, um, you know, his, his pros. But Anthony Joshua certainly needs a new team. He needs somebody to show him how to work on these deficits. And I can't stress, you know what, this is where we realize guys like Manny Stewart were such masters at taking guys that were good using their flaws and making these guys into great. You know, he did it with Lennox Lewis. He did it with Vladimir Klitschko. And Anthony Joshua, he fits that same mold. He's a very good boxer. He's an Olympian. He's a gold medalist. He has serious power. But the chin and conditioning are questioned. And the Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko style would suit him, except for the fact all the other top heavyweights are actually bigger than he is or the same size that is one thing that Lennox Lewis and Vladimir Klitschko didn't have to deal with they were always able to use their size over their opponents the other thing I noticed was that he uh was hurt to the body yeah you know and again just because they have well just because a guy has all these muscles doesn't mean that they're invulnerable you know, and it, it doesn't mean you know it, it doesn't mean that you know there's always that one soft spot on everybody no matter you know you know, that's where the old expression, the sweet spot, came from. That doesn't always mean the chin. There's always that one spot on the body that's vulnerable. Anthony Joshua, in my opinion, he has to lose weight. He has to get down to about 230 pounds. Then he'd be more effective. Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko, I can't, hate to keep bringing them up. But again, both guys were the most dangerous between 230 and 240 pounds. Um, there was another fight on the card I wanted to get your thoughts on, and that's Katie Taylor against... Uh, 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 Pursuit. Did you agree with the scores? I think Katie Taylor got Salido last night. By that, I mean is, you know, she's, 
you know, a complete fighter. She is an Olympian. She was expected to go in there and dominate, but she had never dealt with the style of a Delphine Pearson. Same thing as uh, Lomachenko never dealt with the style of an Orlando Salido. So he didn't know how to react. Same thing with Katie Taylor. She allowed herself to get caught into those brawls. And Delphine Pearson, even though she's not well known in this country, understand she has a solid resume. She's got five or six world champions underneath her, not just belt holders, but world champions. This was no paper champion. This was somebody that they thought they were bringing over as a showcase for Katie Taylor, but they made a mistake. You know, Katie Taylor, you're not going to be able to, you know, go out there and stand there and trade with somebody like Adelphine Pearson. And, you know, that's her bread and butter. There's a reason why she had 13 prior title defenses. What's your thoughts on Deontay Wilder? announcing that he will be fighting Ortiz. He also made some statements about, um, you know, hey, what's what's the problem? I'll fight. I could fight Ortiz three times. I could, you know, and prior to the fight last night, it just seemed like he was really, um, you know, putting off the potential showdown with AJ. Um, does, does he look now and think, well, you know what? Let me try to secure a fight with Ruiz so I can collect all the belts. Or does he think, oh, wow, AJ is nothing. He'll never uh, last, uh, you know, against my punching power. I mean, uh, there's got to be a lot of things going through Wilder's mind uh, if, if, he's, if he even can think clearly. The first thing that's got to be going through his mind is, wow, I really blew a good thing. Exactly. Win or lose. Exactly. You know, the $100 million offer that he was given for that three-fight deal on the zone with one easy warm-up fight. He could have fought anybody. He could have fought the guy that delivers Chinese food in his first fight there. And then they were hoping to get the Anthony Joshua fight later this year. And then there was going to be that guaranteed rematch where, you know, not only was there going to be that the zone money, but there was also going to be money with revenue, with the gate, and so on and so forth. But right now, after that knockout, a lot of international interest has lost on that fight. So all of a sudden, the value on that fight went down. Now, with Andy Ruiz Jr. being with Top Rank, Top Rank is not just going to say, you know what, I'm going to feed my new champion right now and put him in with Deontay Wilder. I want my guy to make a little bit of money first, and then we'll see about a unification bout. But, you know, Deontay Wilder, he's not going to make that type of money if he fights Ortiz five times, six times, ten times. He's not going to make the money he would have made if he would have signed that deal and fought Anthony Joshua later this year. Now, they were is, probably on the phone with each other last night, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, going, hey, mate, how the hell we screw this up? Do you think that it, Ruiz is still with top rank? Do you know that for sure? Because he, he I, I saw some of the PBC guys in his corner. He was with top rank as of last week. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. One last thing, Dax. Um, Wang Hang Menothin, 53-0. and 0. How come uh, it's not in big news? Because of the division. Same thing it was when Ricardo Lopez, you know, when he was, you know, the great Ricardo Lopez, you know, with his record. Only the very boxing purists even, you know, know who he is or even talk about it or, you know, um, or, or credit it. Because of that low division is why, and they don't get to see them perform and exactly how good they are. Uh, Rung Visa is a perfect example. You know, on paper, nobody really thought much of him until what he did to Roman Gonzalez. And then when people started doing research, they're like, wow, this guy's a really good fighter. That's the only reason why. Uh, before we go, though, Bill, let me ask you, what did you think of Calamundo Smith? i tell you, he destroyed uh, Nassam Nadam, which didn't surprise me. Nassam Nadam uh, is not... Uh... 
uh, the same fighter. Uh, he, I don't even know if he ever was. You know, he 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 was even already making. You know why I knew I wasn't surprised at all, because before the fight he kept saying. Well, it's the first time at this weight. I'm going to try my hardest. That was like already uh, given that, up. That's not his first time at the weight. He's had 10 appearances at super middleweight in his career. I wonder why he said that. You know, he did say that. He did say yeah, it was. I, I, I know, but he has against lesser competition, but he has had 10 appearances at super middleweight in his career. But um, Callum Smith last night did what AJ was supposed to and put on a showcase and let everybody know, you know what? You heard about me. I and, and this is me. I am the king of this division. Now everybody else has to sit there and say, you know what? If you want to be the man at 168, you got to fight Callum Smith. What I love about him is he's so relaxed. He hits so hard. I would definitely love to see a unification with him and uh, Billy Joe Saunders, uh, Caleb Plant, or you know, or Anthony Durrell. As of right now, I don't think anybody's going to be in a rush to get into the ring with him, especially since winning the World Boxing Super Series, you know, and just dominating that. I mean, this kid right here is teetering, you know, on being a superstar. And with Eddie Hearn and zone behind him, you know what, this kid and Canelo, that could be a super fight within the next year. Yeah, that's a good one. 26-0, 19 knockouts is where he stands now. But, uh, Dax, appreciate it. Look forward to next week. Uh, we'll talk about post-Triple G's fight. He's up next. <laughs> you know what? Who knows what happened next week? It's going to be at the Garden again, and the zone has been delivering a lot of surprises. You're right. <laughs> You're right about that. All right, All right. my man. I'll talk Enjoy to you soon. Day. All right, take care. That's Dax Khan. Check him out up on the website. Uh, hey, listen, we're going to take uh, a short break, and when we come back, uh, we're scheduled to have Alex Papali join us, so uh, don't go nowhere. Hey, fight fans. Check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO Fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.kofantasyboxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man. www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com. And tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. So we want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, I, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, don't forget, check out our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week boxing 
channel. Yeah, uh, it's the Billy C. Boxing Channel. Uh, just go to Ginico USA and sign up. That's G-I-N-I-K-O USA dot com. Use the user code Billy C. Uh, just so you know, we show on Mondays and Tuesdays. The lineup now is uh, previous shows, previous of these shows. Uh, Wednesdays, all day, twenty four hours, blast from the past. Uh, Thursdays, we do a little mix of everything. And then Friday, Saturday, Sundays, you could catch all of our special events over the past 15 years. Uh, they, we change them, so uh, check it out. Anytime you tune in, uh, you will uh, get something. So uh, check it out. And uh, speaking of Blast from the Past, joining us right now is the guy who does the Blast from the Past, um, my man Alex Papali. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Billy C. How are you? Better than AJ this morning. Um, what was your thoughts on the fight? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I I was a big fan of Anthony Joshua, but um, this is the wonderful thing about boxing is um, uh, you could uh, break up and fall in love again all in one night. <laughs> 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 now that Ruiz uh, apparently is signed with the PBC, and based on the PBC's um, history of uh, kind of avoiding big, big fights, I mean, they took this particular fight. It was uh, one of those deals where it's uh, you can't resist. You, you just can't say no. Now all of a sudden they find themselves uh, with two champions, uh in the heavyweight division, the two champions, uh, Andy Ruiz and, of course, Deontay Wilder. Do you see them honoring the rematch clause? And if not, what repercussions does AJ and, and Eddie Hearn actually have? I mean, um, I, as far as I know, the sanctioning bodies don't give two craps about what the contract says. They just care about their sanctioning fees. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... It's uh, fascinating. It's amazing. It's uh, it has disrupted uh, the landscape of the sport, uh, both financially, promotionally, uh, as well as um, in terms of the shuffle. As as Sal was saying, the shuffle of who's the best. Um, I uh, I think in terms of upset, it's not as big as uh, Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. But as you're pointing out. Financially, it might be bigger uh, than uh, Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson because of it really speaks volumes that they should have made the uh, Wilder versus Joshua fight. Uh, that should have been it. Um, that should have been against Wilder, and Joshua would have gotten flattened. Uh, well, but see, that's just it. You, you can't quite say that. It's easy, It's tempting to say that because if he's that vulnerable and that chinny uh, from a guy like Ruiz, Wilder would have knocked him into next week. Exactly. However, exactly. However, yeah. However, I think he would have been a lot more wary about getting hit by Wilder than he was about Andy Ruiz. The, as um, Dax pointed out uh, accurately, I think, is that um, it did smack of the uh, exhaustion-type knockouts that we saw – Vladimir Klitschko suffer because um, it was a flood of not only um, anxiety and shock, but I just plain he was out of breath and gassed and couldn't regain it because um, I think he overcompensate overextended himself in trying to 
whack Ruiz out and made the really amateurish mistake of going in wildly to try to stop a guy who was not as hurt as he thought. Uh, because that's that was where he got first got caught when he charged after Ruiz thinking he was finished and I'll just I'll just put him out, you know, and do it lovely. And uh, he got caught and he never seemed to recover from that. Um, and yeah, it was it was wonderful because it really did show you how um, uh, when this sport is at its best, it's when that's why knockouts are so great is you take something and you put it in your own hands. Uh, you have control of your destiny. Not, uh, unfortunately, that Delphine Pursun got that lesson just a few fights earlier because had she done what Ruiz did, she didn't get, she wouldn't have gotten robbed because uh, I thought K Katie Taylor got a gift last night. And that's the beautiful thing about Ruiz did is he said, you know what, you three people scoring, I'm not going to let you have a say. I'm taking care of this. And uh, and it's just wonderful. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure if that answers your question. I'm all over the place, but I'm absolutely thrilled. Well, you know, I, I agree with the fact that AJ never recovered um, from the first uh, the, the the first time he he went down twice in in that round. He he never recovered. I believe that um, Andy Ruiz actually let him off the hook following that round because he really didn't pursue him that much. Um, and I also agree that he was totally gassed. I, I think what won the fight for Andy Ruiz was this simple rule that I used to say to fighters, and I said to Sal, you know, if a fighter hits you twice, make sure you hit him back six, seven times. And that's what Ruiz was doing. What I what bothered me about Anthony Joshua was the fact that when, when Andy Ruiz did go on the attack and was letting his hands go and was connecting, Joshua just folded like like a cheap suit. I mean, he didn't he, he didn't show any kind of of heart. Um, he was gassed. I mean, you know, uh, but Michael Griffin did the right thing. I mean, he asked him. He gave him the one benefit of the doubt uh, after that one round where he didn't respond, but there was only a couple of seconds left in the round. But, you know, he did not move forward. He was resting on the ropes like it was between rounds. Um, I don't think anybody can criticize Griffin this morning. No, I agree with you, and I, and I think that it was it was a little um, um, dissatisfying for it to end in that very moment because if he had waved it off just a few seconds before when he hit the deck again, it would have been more dramatic. But I, I don't think it mattered because the thing about it, what to me that knock that stoppage showed was that um, Joshua was scrambled. He didn't know what he was saying. Um, and I think one of the things he was exhausted, he was embarrassed. And I think that um, he was trying to do a Diego Corrales there because the thing that was strange all during the, the, the interminable time that they stood in the ring waiting for anthems and introductions. Did you notice that Joshua kept chewing on that great big mouthpiece? And I wondered, I had never noticed him doing that before, if that was a habit or something. That seemed a little weird to me. Um, and it turned out that that was what he was – he seemed to be waiting for the referee to give him a, a chance to clean the mouthpiece and continue. But you're right. If the referee says, do you want to continue, you don't kind of look around and kind of stand there. You say, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. 
He didn't. So I, I got no problem with the stoppage. And there was no language barrier. They both speak right. English. And and you're right. He was. I never had noticed him chewing on the mouthpiece. And the ironic thing that we talk about mouthpiece, if I can recall correctly, that wasn't the same mouthpiece that he had in his mouth during the fight. He had a clear one in his mouth. Yeah, it was weird. And maybe that was an issue was I, I think that would have if, if I if you know, at the post-fight press conference, maybe that's a question worth asking because it seemed like the the one he was chewing on during the uh, pre-fight seemed much larger, and maybe they did switch it because it was uncomfortable and just wasn't fitting. May, that maybe Visible. you know, Steve Farhood has said this uh, one of the times you had him on the show that uh, as much as fighters would never admit it, they do think about who they're fighting and they train gauging what they think they need. So that's why I said that maybe that wouldn't have happened had he been in there against Wilder because Joshua would have had a much more severe camp. I'm you definitely hubris here was definitely a factor. How much was being in New York City, having a lot of other things on his mind, you know, that this was a big event, this was sort of a coronation for him you know, his American debut. And yeah, I'm just going to whack out this chubby Mexican. Um, that could have been part of this. Uh, it certainly appeared that way once he was in trouble because he had no answers. And the thing that Ruiz was doing so well was countering him, just brave counterpunching. And he has very quick hands. And it's it seems to be a tradition in the heavyweight division. It's one I like because I've always struggled with weight is um uh ruiz is a tradition of chubby guys with quick hands you know you had tony tubbs you have you know uh the juiced big baby miller and uh, now andy ruiz and when you think about it, that that final uh those last two knockdowns they were completely generated by quick hand speed because as soon as he saw he was hurt man he just jumped right on him and let his hands go and you know as much as power is great, um, if you get hit with, what do you want to be hit with? One punch or six or seven punches? I take one. You know, uh, just real quick on the mouthpiece. I think that smaller one was inside the other one. He was trying to get him separated when he was playing. Around. But uh, he he clearly didn't look like himself from the from the point he left the dressing room uh, until the end of the fight. Anthony Joshua did not look himself. You know, you, you could say, oh, the Mecca, he was in New York City, he was at Madison Square Garden, blah, blah, blah. But it was filled with the Brits. They came, it, it, it had a wholly, a totally different atmosphere there, which I loved. Something you never see with Deontay Wilder. You see, a, a let's just say, a different crowd. Um, and, I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I can't help but, but look at the heavyweight division right now. And, and I got to say, Tyson Fury's the best. You've been saying this all along. Um, I got to say he's the best because he, he beat Deontay Wilder. I think he would do the same to Anthony Joshua, uh, at least if they fought now. Um, and, and Ruiz is in the mix. I mean, yes, he's got the belts. But, uh, you know, in today's landscape of the sport, sometimes it, the belts don't mean anything. But in this case, they do. And I can't help but look, uh, if they are, if he is a PBC fighter now, at the potential matchup. Uh, between uh, Deontay Wilder and Ruiz. I have a feeling the way the PBC operates, 
they are not going to honor that rematch as their next fight. They are going to take another fight, and it's going to cause some division with the belts. Some of the belts are going to stay, want to you know, stay the course and, and uh, let a rematch happen. Others are going to strip. We're going to have a fractured uh, heavyweight division more than it is right now, and everyone's going to claim they're the best. Um, but I can't help but look at a, a potential matchup between Ruiz and Deontay Wilder. And to be honest with you, Although Deontay Wilder possesses uh, equal, if not more, power than Anthony Joshua, I think his wildness would even make it easier for Ruiz if Ruiz employs the same game plan he did against Anthony Joshua. That is coming forward and letting his hands go. Yeah, um, I, I guess the only thing that makes me hesitate with Wilder is he hits so hard. Um but uh, harder than AJ, harder than AJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think so. And I mean, and and Ruiz has a hell of a chin. That knockdown, um, that was a tremendous knockdown that he got up from, uh, and that has gotten completely lost because everything he did after getting dropped has eclipsed the fact that he went down and went down hard. Um, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I still think uh, that Tyson Fury is the best of them, of the heavyweight champions. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, I, I don't know. I do think jo Joshua beats Ruiz in a rematch. Um, it might not be easy, and it might not be pretty. I think he really should think about changing trainers um, because, uh, or at least bringing someone else in. Uh, because he did well I, I don't know you know the thing about him that I really liked is that I gave a tremendous amount of credibility to him for what he did with Vladimir Klitschko and the thing that maybe that always was an asterisk about that was that Vladimir Klitschko was over the hill um, so you know the fact that he got hurt and got off the deck and came back to beat Vladimir Klitschko, you can't take that away. That, you know, definitely proved character. But since then, he sort of regressed. He didn't, I don't know, it's really unfortunate that the fight fights with him and Fury fights with him and Wilder didn't happen already because um, this is why, you know, you, you, you shouldn't dawdle when it comes to making great fights because you never know what happens. This is why I love that um, photo of Mike Tyson on the deck uh, that Emily Harney took because, um, because this is the, the greatness of our sport. Um, looks don't win fights. Uh, fights, you know, styles win fights. And Andrew, Andrew Ruiz proved that and he did it in beautiful fashion. And I just, and I'm sure you're thrilled too that this president gets to see the first Mexican heavyweight champion. I'm sure he woke up very happy about that this morning. I'm sure he is. I, I from what I understand, he's tearing down that wall, Mr. Mexican <laughs> President. Tear down that wall. But uh, you know, I, I think, I, I think that the one weakness that AJ has shown, aside from his chin, and you know, I, I, I got to give him credit for getting up from the Klitschko knockdown. Um, because it was uh, just a power shot from a from a monstrous monstrous puncher in, in Vladimir Klitschko. I don't care how old he is. Um, the accumulation of a beating from Andy Ruiz, because that's pretty much what we could say, uh, took place last night. But but the weak the biggest weakness 
chin aside, is his inability to fight smaller guys. There's where Deontay Wilder is better than AJ. Deontay Wilder can fight a smaller opponent more efficiently than AJ can. AJ seems to have a problem punching downward. He seems to have a problem protecting himself. If you go back and watch that fight, his hand, his 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 defensive hand was down. He 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 was he was throwing his jab from way low, like the way Tyson Fury used to throw his. He had no defense against the smaller guy. He tried to employ it later on in the fight after he had already been down. But um, I, you know, I too agree that I think that Anthony Joshua would beat Ruiz in the rematch if he gets the chance. I have a strange feeling that he's not. I don't think that rematch will take place. I really don't. Um, it, I, yeah, it's you're, I, it's possible that we won't. So you think we'll see we'll we'll see Wilder Ortiz, and then we'll see Wilder versus Ruiz. I think I think well, even though Wilder has announced that he's going to fight Tyson Fury again, I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see Deontay Wilder fight Luis Ortiz again. And then we will see Wilder against uh, Andy Ruiz. But we are going to see a big fight that's bigger than that. I think the f next fight uh, that we're going to see with Anthony Joshua will be against Tyson Fury. That makes a, 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 an equal. That supersedes all the belts. Tyson Fury against Anthony Joshua in England Will 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 supersede the fact that all the belts will be with Deontay or Andy Ruiz. That's my uh, prediction. Well, I mean, I think that I, you know, that's a fight I certainly would like to see. But I think the shine is off of it now um, because uh, of the defeat. Um, I don't know. I, I think if 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 I'm uh, Joshua, I want to do what Mike Tyson never did. And that's fight, get my title back and get it back from the guy that knocked me out. But the guy that he knocked me out has to fight him. I think it's going to be Ruiz that takes the other step. It could, it could yeah, it, that certainly could be. I mean, uh, but I do think that in terms of finances, that rematch for him is going to be worth, worth a lot of money. Um, it, it would be tough because he's going to have to go overseas and I'm sure they're not going to make it comfortable for him. Um, but I do think that, um, I don't know, that was about as bad a night as Eddie Hearn could have had. Um, I mean, Callum Smith won and won lovely, but um, uh, Katie Taylor was lucky to walk out of there with a majority draw, I mean, a majority decision, because I thought she lost. Um, I thought Delphine Porsoon... Um, you know her her outrage about it was a little out of whack. She she should have should have known that could happen. I mean, what did she just start boxing? Um, that that tends to happen. That you see that uh, the close decisions break in the favor of the promoter's fighter from the club level right on through in our sport. So you know, I'm sure she did hammer uh, uh, Katie Taylor, and I mean Katie Taylor. She didn't even sound the same. Her voice, that's the thing about our sport, that it is like nothing else. She's posing for pictures. She's doing interviews. You could tell she probably never felt that exhausted and that beat up in her life. 
I don't know why they weren't using an end swell on the cor- in the corner on that eye of hers. Um, yeah, it was a tough night to be a matchroom boxing fighter last night. It was another good night for DeZone, though. Um, they, are, uh, they are coming through. And, you know, one last thing I wanted to, to throw back at you. Uh, you know, you, you, you indicate, and actually Dax said the same thing, that maybe it's time for AJ to, to get a new team or at least a new trainer. Um, you know, that's a tough one. I, you know, the trainer wasn't misinforming AJ. AJ wasn't listening. Um, you know, the trainer told him, to use his arm reach and distance and box the guy. He says, you could box him all night. He can't get close to you. Don't let him, you know, get in range, et cetera, et cetera. And Anthony Joshua didn't do it. Now, if it's part of the training uh, regimen in terms of overtraining or, or not being able to, to go into a fight with enough fuel in the tank or, or, you know, utilizing the fuel in the tank, well, then bring on somebody that can manage that part of it because you know it's it's strange when you see two physiques the way we did last night and the chiseled muscular he's in brilliant shape as all you heard from the announcers is the guy huffing and puffing and becomes so tired that he can't even answer the referee which ultimately cost him the fight um there's where i think he needs uh some help Uh, it's not so much the trainer in terms of boxing I think it's conditioning and and how to condition and and um, you know where to where to build up those reserves of fuel because he's shown that to us before, Alex. Yeah, you're right, and I think that um, I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the conditioning. I, I think Dax is a point too that this his great big muscular body um, could be a hindrance. Remember, boxing is an endurance sport; it is not a power sport. Even in the heavyweight division, that's exactly what we saw last night. Endurance and quick hands is what you'd rather have rather than uh, a 12-pack of abs and, um, you know, and huge power. Uh, if, you're, if you want to box and do well in this sport, uh, endurance is much more important than anything else. Uh, it is those three minutes are a long-ass time. And the other thing about it is anxiety, adrenaline, those things affect your conditioning as well. And I, and I think that was a major factor because, like Dax was pointing out, just like with the Vladimir Klitschko thing, when you have a guy like this, and I, and I can't help, you know, uh, I, I, I think it's hubris to some extent. When you're the guy who should be winning and th- that is not happening and – something completely alien to what you expected is happening, that takes a lot out of you. And he was not ready for that. Um, But I do think that um, in terms of, uh, because we did see him do well and box well against a smaller guy, against Alexander Povetkin. However, the difference, I think, was that and this may be not his team's completely, completely his team's fault, because remember, he's a late sub. So they might have been thinking Jarrell Big Baby Miller. And now they have Andy Ruiz, who maybe, you know, he's got a little bit similar fat percentage, but that's about it. Because the thing about it was Andy Ruiz was very quick at closing that gap. Every time Joshua jabbed at him, he opened himself up to being vulnerable. That probably wouldn't happen as much with um, Miller. And I think that that was what um, was what got Joshua to hesitate so much 
Um, so I don't know. I think um, that would be different when uh, when if we see a rematch because he'll only you know from now until then the only person that's going to be on Joshua's mind is Andy Ruiz Jr. Well, you know, just uh, the 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 thing is is uh, you know late sub late sub late sub. He still had a month to prepare. You know, if they didn't alter if they didn't alter their game plan, if they didn't review and do their research on the fighter they were fighting, and if they were just looking at the at the physique and figuring it was the same, then shame on them. You yeah. know, uh, so I, I mean, I'm not going to use the late sub. It wasn't a late sub like they brought him in this week. You know, right. so um, I, no. You know, I, I think that the the similar physique was uh, an issue because they wanted to maintain that because of all of the sparring they were bringing in for him, et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, the Povetkin fight, that's a great point. But Povetkin's style is more, it's, it's more suited for AJ. You know, he, he's there. He, he, his hands aren't that quick. He, he tries to, to break down his opponents. Plus, he was no spring chicken. Plus, he'd been in a lot of wars. Um, yes, he possesses power, probably more than, than Ruiz. It wasn't the power that knocked out uh, Anthony Joshua. It was the accumulation of the solid punches and the lack of answering. He didn't know what to do when he was in trouble, Anthony Joshua, you know, it, which was alarming. You know, here's a guy that's supposed to be the best heavyweight, and he kind of folded. Like, you know, he'd go in on the attack. He would land a couple of punches. Uh, Ruiz comes back with twice as many more, and he kind of, like, cowered. He, 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 he kind of curled up, like, and, and was, like, anticipating the blows rather than trying to prevent them or move out of the way. Why didn't he move? Why didn't he go to one side or the other? You know, I mean, he didn't even do that. He didn't even do that. Or clinch. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. he was trying to clinch, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, he he just he just seemed like a different fighter last night. He really did. But uh, yeah. in any event, yeah, he, was, he was thoroughly upset. It made uh, New York City look like Tokyo. It really did. And I think the thing for me, at least personally, uh, I was sitting here alone, and one of the the guys that. Um, uh, that usually watches fights with me. He had his daughter this weekend, so he wasn't here. But I, I was amazed. I was texting so many people. I was posting uh, a little bit on Twitter. I, I'm, I'm not as much social media as I used to, but um, I, I just was thrilled. That was just so fun. It's why this sport's the best. And the other thing that was great, uh, and kudos to DAZN, the main event started before 11 o'clock. I know. Late. Did you notice? I, we got to go. But did you notice the sign on Anthony's dressing room? Must be ready by 1030 or whatever. And and, <laughs> and he wasn't. He wasn't. He was late. But uh, but in any event. Alex, great job as usual. And uh, we will uh, we'll be looking forward to you next week after the uh, Triple G fight. All right, Billy C. Take care. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, my man. That's Alex Papali. Uh, he was uh, watching the fight alone yesterday. What's up with that? I mean, uh, you know, but uh, in any event, uh, interesting fight. Uh, but uh, we're going to try and get uh, uh, Emily uh, Harney uh, on the uh, line. It doesn't look like uh, uh, we may, though. Um, so we'll, uh, uh, we'll see what happens with her. But in any event, it, it was a, um, an interesting fight uh, for sure. Uh, Anthony uh, Joshua losing uh, to Ruiz. So if you uh, missed that, um, that's the uh, 
news. Yes, you heard it right. Uh, Andy Ruiz uh, improved to 33-1 and one, uh, by uh, stopping um, Anthony Joshua last night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, so uh, interesting, uh, interesting outcome there uh, for sure. But uh, uh, in any event, um, we talked about the other uh, fights that took place. Uh, I also wanted to, uh, I guess uh, I'm trying to get Emily Harney. She was ringside last night taking photos, so maybe she's a little bit under the weather. Uh, but uh, uh, Deontay Wilder earlier in the week, uh, last week, uh, actually on Tuesday, officially announced that he is rematching. Uh, uh, with Luis Ortiz, maybe that will change. Uh, Ortiz listed as 40 years old. We don't know about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they have not uh, given a date and they have not given a location yet. Uh, so maybe they knew something we didn't. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. A another thing I wanted to mention uh, was, uh, uh, was, you know, quietly... And I mentioned this to, to Dax earlier. Uh, Wang Hang uh, Menothin is a uh, minimum weight uh, WBC champion out of Thailand. Uh, he's now 53 wins and no losses. He knocked out or actually uh, won, I think it was a uh, technical decision, over former Japanese champion uh, Tatsuya uh, Fuyukihara um, uh, for uh, his defense. Now, the thing with... Uh, uh, Menothin is that you know the weight class that he's in um, is uh, is tough because um, you know not many people um, you know follow it you know so uh, you know that's that's generally the issue uh, there you know so 53 and 0 right now uh, for him so uh, but uh, in any event um, we uh, NASA has just connected with uh, Emily Harney. So joining us right now uh, is Emily Harney. What, what rough night? Or what are you? Were, were you out with uh, uh, Andy Ruiz last night or what? <laughs> no, I didn't go to the after party. We sat around waiting for Anthony Joshua at the uh, press conference. You know, we were told he was going to show up, and by like quarter or two, he hadn't shown up, and so I left. So, so he, he never. It was he, a long night. He never went to the press conference. He never showed up when I was there. I just saw an interview with him talking to somebody, and I'm not really sure where he gave the interview because um, it doesn't look like the same place that I was at. So did he walk out, you know, after everybody left and some lucky fool got the got the scoop? I'm not really sure, but we waited around and we're told he wasn't showing up. So tell us what it was like. It seemed to me that the atmosphere there was uh unlike what it usually is um in in new york i loved it unfortunately for all the uk fans that made the trip uh didn't end right but what 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 was it like you know you were there shooting the the, the fight i mean did you notice a difference um you know i from the weigh-in i actually thought the weigh-in was going to be more pop and circumstance um i thought it was going to you know be kind of similar to what Pacquiao Mayweather, Mayweather was like, and it wasn't like that. The uh, weigh-in was a lot more subdued than I expected, very classy, well-run, and all that stuff, but fight night was electric, like the atmosphere in there, the excitement in there, and then to listen to fans chant whether they were you know, a, a, a standard Anthony Joshua fan, or they were just a fight fan to get into it and just kind of hear the whole crowd roar across when 
they would bring him up on the screen or, you know, something exciting would happen. It was very different than what we're used to. Um, it wasn't, even when he went down, it wasn't a point where I was afraid people behind me were going to start throwing things or like freak out. I think we were all in such shock as the way things were going that there was no time for anybody to like rebel, you know, because we, we watched this specimen of a fighter come up for so long to all of a sudden see him get knocked down. I think everybody had was trying to like catch their breath. Like, what did I just see? Um, but the support, you know, it wasn't like people were were upset in a way you know I think we all were just trying to take everything in that we just witnessed so it was a great way to watch a fight um it was a great place to see this fight I didn't want to see it go down the way that it did but um it's boxing you know uh one thing that's great about the uh British boxing fans is that they don't look at um uh, a fighter's career being over after a loss uh, with that said, the announcers during the, the fight um, were saying, oh, Andy Ruiz is converting some of these British fans. I didn't sense that at all. I didn't hear them, like, starting to cheer or anything like that. I think that they just took it the way it was. But uh, credit to, to Andy Ruiz. Um, how was that live? I mean, when I saw Anthony Joshua from the point that he was leaving his jet dressing room, Emily, Something wasn't right to me, and he just he fought like he wasn't even there. Like uh, it was very unusual because uh, to me, Anthony Joshua was the best heavyweight on the planet, and you know everybody's always comparing him to Deontay. And I always said, oh, Deontay doesn't have a chance. I, there's no way that, uh, in my opinion, this morning, there's no way Joshua would be able to stand up to uh, Deontay's punching power. No, not after what we saw last night. Going back to the, um, you know, his head being somewhere else. So go back to the weigh-in for a minute. And I'm curious if anybody else picked up on this. There was a point at the weigh-in when something caught Joshua's eye in the stands. And it wasn't like, oh, there are my friends, hey, or like, you know, piss off for what you're saying to me. There was no, like, reaction except something caught his focus. It was almost like, you know, the... The, the medical doctors out there with the, the spinning little circles trying to get his attention and he's just looking there. And I should have looked back there to see what he was so focused on, but his attention was just gone. And I, I really wish I had turned around. So I'm curious if anybody else picked up on that at the weigh-in where his focus just went elsewhere. You know, was there somebody back there holding up a sign like, you are the father? Seven. Uh, I, I, no, no. Somebody, hold, some, somebody going, remember, seventh, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was, but I, I'm curious if anybody else picked up on it. I'm mad at myself for not turning around to see what he was looking at because that's when I went, where's his focus? And it worried me a little bit, but I, I just kept thinking, nah, like, the only thing he needs to worry about is Ruiz's fast hands. We should be good. We should be good. And were not good um but and when he went down the first time i went back to that moment at the weigh-in when he lost his focus and somebody said well you know he's training in miami did he lose his focus down there i don't know but there was some point at that weigh-in where things changed at least for me and you know i had been watching things all week and i had been watching the training camp and he seemed like he was in his place where he needed to be was he looking past him because, like everybody else, they thought, well, he's got Ruiz has got quick hands, but what else does he got, you know? Um, but I go back to what I learned the first time I ever covered a fight. 
You never judge a book by its cover. You know, and you can't judge Ruiz based on the way that he looks. Um, you can't always judge a fighter based on what's happened in the past. And you can't... You know, I, I read something this morning where Joshua said, listen, you know, if something like this knocked me out, then what kind of champion would I be? What kind of person would I be? What kind of fighter would I be if I just said, ah, that's it, you know? these are the things you learn from. And at what point do you ha do you learn something new or something about yourself except when you fail at it? Um, you know, and I don't, I don't think it's a full failure. I just think it's a step backwards and a step, well, maybe to the side, not necessarily backwards, but it's like you have to have these hiccups. So where was the hiccup going to come? Was the hiccup going to come against Tyson Fury? Was the hiccup going to come against Wilder? And if it came against Wilder, what would that have done to his career? Now you put it in a position where, okay, let's see another fight with Ruiz. Let's see if he can do something different. And I'm reading these comments from Wilder, too, and, oh, he's not a true champion, and this, that, and the other thing. And you go back to his fight with Tyson Fury, and, and you know, people say a whole variety of things about Wilder between that fight and who he's fought along the way. So, you know, you, you can pick apart anybody that you really want, but what ultimately is going to be the, the story is what happens next. Listen, Anthony Joshua is a great ambassador or representative for the sport of boxing. He mm -hmm. was, uh, uh, you know, classy in defeat. He's classy in victory. He's what I like to see in a fighter. Deontay Wilder will, I don't care what the accomplishments are at the end of the day, he'll never be an Anthony Joshua, and that's his problem. He'll never make the money, et cetera, et cetera. But with that said, a lot of discussion we've been talking about today on today's show um, is Ruiz. Now, we all know that there was a rematch clause in the contract. Eddie Hearn made that uh, very public quickly. Uh, however, Ruiz now, from what I understand, is with the PBC, and quite honestly, I mean, just because there's a rematch clause in the contract, that, that really doesn't mean anything. I'm nervous, Emily, that Ruiz is not going to, even though, even though financially it makes the sense for him to go to England and, and get a cash out, win, lose, or draw, he's, he's got life-changing uh, money uh, waiting for him. Something that Deontay and AJ have passed up on by not fighting each other. I'm sure they're both regretting uh, going into the ring, both undefeated and, and possibly making $100 million. Um, but assuming that my Nostradamus prediction, which is uh, Ruiz will be going to fight Deontay Wilder next, um, whether Wilder actually goes through with the Ortiz fight or not, we'll see. Uh, and I think that um, AJ will counter with a fight against Tyson Fury because there's huge money in that fight in England. The moral of my question is this. Is Andy Ruiz going to uh, honor the rematch, or do you think he's going to go in another direction, and will that start to break up all those belts? Um. Well, I think I think the money's gonna, you know, come come into play, and I hate to say that, but I mean, you know, he he made decent money last night, right? What did he and make? He what did he What did he make? Do you know? I, I think he had made six or seven six. mil. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I mean, where where was he gonna get that? You know, and, and so now you come down to it, you're signed with the PBC. So what happens? Who are they gonna want to do business with? Who are they not gonna do business with? Who is willing to put up? money and how many fans did you gain 
if any, which I'm sure he gained some, but I'm sure there's still critics out there. And, you know, credibility-wise, are people going to follow you now to, to go and sit in those seats and, and pay the price to see you? The thing about Joshua is he could have fought a tick in there and people were going to pay to see him fight. Now, granted, the, the fight fan wanted to see a good fight, and, and I commend Matchroom for, you know, doing what they did and what have you because they could have grabbed just anybody People, I mean, there were a lot of women in there last night who could have cared less about who he was fighting. They just wanted to see Anthony Joshua. And with Ruiz and with Wilder, you're going to have a hard time, I think, selling them for a long run. I saw Wilder's fight a couple weeks ago in Brooklyn. It was a quiet place. It was kind of frightening for, you know, a heavyweight fight. I thought, well, we should be able to do a little better than this. But, you know, the following for Joshua, I, I think, if anything, you know, gets bigger. Um, I think Ruiz gains a little bit of, of, of wowness, but in terms of his next fight, he doesn't have to honor that. You know, he can go in whatever direction he wants right now because he kind of holds the cards, but at the same time, what's going to make most sense to him in the longevity of, of what his options are? Because I, I think somebody like Wilder and I think somebody like Tyson Fury with Ruiz becomes more of a problem. Um, so I think he needs to look at, you know, what is my, my best option? Will he? I don't, I mean, this is boxing. <laughs> we know how things go. I do. And that's what, that's what makes me uh, nervous. The only, the only saving grace here is um, with, with, um, uh, with, uh, I'm drawing a blank here with PBC. Yeah, that's it. PBC with the PBC. It's, it's tough. Uh, they're it's they're tough. drawing some blanks too. Yeah. Worry. Well, the PBC <laughs> doesn't really, I've never really seen them lay out any money. Um, right. So, you know, without Showtime backing them. So if they have two fighters, they're not leaning on the other side for the financial gain, you know. So that's actually a plus for AJ. Um, but uh, but I tell you, man, I just, I just have this feeling that they're not going to, that the next fight for Anthony Joshua will not be against uh, Ruiz. And, and And the thing is, is, you know, does Ruiz try to get another fight under his belt before the end of the year? You know, if I'm Anthony Joshua, I want that fight as soon as possible. I, I don't want to wait another six months, you know, or five months. Um, and, and I'll tell you, he looked he looked terrible. He really did. Yeah. I mean, everything about it, um, he, he was not fighting defensively. His, his guard was down. You know, I could I could accept. Okay, he took his opponent lightly, but there were no adjustments made. I can't even really blame it on his corner because his corner was telling him what to do. He was still asking him after every round, "What was the punch that that got me? What did he hit me with?" You know, he didn't even know. He was, you know, and Michael Griffin cannot be criticized. I mean, he did not make a step forward. He he was resting on the ropes like it was in between rounds. He, it was conditioning, Emily. Yeah, no, uh, there was a point, and it's funny, I, I rewatched a clip this morning to see if maybe I had imagined him kind of going, <sighs> Yeah. And he did it. He did it a couple times, and I was like, Oh no, he did that. You know, and uh, is there a point that you become over conditioned? Is there a point where you think, Well, I don't need to run today? I mean, I, I don't know. I. I Honestly, for myself, I think I, I peaked a week early when I trained. That was just my personal opinion. I mean, these guys know themselves better than anything else. So did he peak too early? Did he do too much? Um, 
there were a lot of changes for this camp. You camped in Florida for part of this camp. Uh, there were just a lot of different things here. So, you know, for, for me, I go back and I look at all those little things. I'm very superstitious. So I, I would keep everything the way I had it before and did everything the same. And even for Ruiz, you know, he said, I didn't eat the Snickers bar. And I felt like maybe that was going to change something. And he really thought about that, though, you know. And it's it's those things I'm sure Joshua was waking up this morning going, should I, should I have done that, you know? Um, but it's like a relationship. You can't you, you can't go back and question the what if. You need to question what do I do now? From this you day. Know, how do I move forward? Right, from this day forward. Do you think that the outcome of last night's fight is going to prevent Anthony Joshua from coming back to the U.S.? I don't think so. You know, I, I mean, I, I hope it wouldn't. He was very well received, and even in the end, he was well received. It wasn't like... People, I mean, at least from my point of view, people are like jumping off the bandwagon. Um, I, I think they want to see him win because he has that. He has that je ne sais quoi that all these other heavyweights and a lot of fighters don't have, you know. And you want that for him. And so I, I think he's going to be just fine. It's just a matter of, you know, how do they take his career out from here? I, I think we see him back in the U.S. Probably not his next fight, but I mean if you really want to be a contender, you got to fight in all these different places and you can't, you know, turn yourself away. And it's like these guys going overseas, like you, you've got to take the risk. And I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, you know, the thing is, is they went overseas to fight him because he had all the belts. Now all of a sudden it's a little different. They do have the rematch clause. Uh, one last thing, and, and I think I brought it up, but we didn't really talk uh, too much about it. Do you think possibly changing... Um, or adding, you know, um, Dax thought maybe it's time and Alex thought maybe it's time to get a new team, new trainer. I, I'm not so sure if, if I'm part of Team Joshua that I would go that route. But the one thing I, I would consider is maybe getting a specialist in terms of nutritional training and, and uh, you know, so he doesn't run out of gas. You know, it, it seems to me that he's going to the game with uh, not a full tank or he's using up all his fuel too quickly. I mean, all during the fight, the commentators kept making comments like, oh, well, look at the physique. Anthony Joshua's in such great shape. He's in much better shape, much better shape. And then as it turns out, eh, not so much. You know, Ruiz yeah. seemed like he was in better shape. And, and, and the other thing, too, is the scoring. I, I got news for you. I only gave Anthony jo and and nobody's a bigger fan of Anthony Joshua than me. I only gave him one round. You know, I can't believe that one of the judges actually had him up. Had him on, up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I thought the same thing. You know, I wobbled between one other round, two for Joshua. Um, but I had him one round, and, and again, one was wobbly. But, yeah, I don't know how they saw him up. Um, but, yeah, he, he does need to reevaluate something in his in – his, his, I don't know if it's his um, – his endurance training or if it's nutrition because I watch all these videos of him and who he's working with and what he's eating and you know I'm like where's your cheat day you know and maybe he needs that cheat day in there I don't know I think every every person has to have that one day where they have something but I don't know what it is but he needs to reevaluate I don't think you get rid of your entire team because like you said your corner was telling you what to do your corner was telling you what was going on so you have things right there Strength and conditioning never seemed to be an issue before. So where did where did things fall off, or where were things different that 
you know, he was he not doing the road work? Was he only on the on the treadmill? Like, what what was the deal? What was different? And um, those things need to be readjusted. Yeah, something, man. There's uh, obviously something. I, you know, I uh, I hope uh, the one thing I I do appreciate from Anthony Joshua and his team they they didn't make. Um, excuses you know i mean it is what it is you know and and that's you know i can't stand when they start off listen i don't want to make an excuse but you know i hurt my finger in training i I, you know it's like oh here comes the excuses but uh it's going to be interesting to see quick question you're going to be uh covering triple g next week I will not i will be covering that from the the comforts of my home finally you get a break Look at it. Look at it like that. There you go. (laughs) Well, that's what we'll be talking about next week. And uh, I know he was in attendance uh, uh, for the fight last night. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back uh, after being out of the ring a little bit. And uh, I'll be looking forward to that. You're going to join us, of course, right? For sure. I can't wait. Sounds good. Emily, thanks for taking the time. I know you had a late night. And uh, we'll be looking forward to a refreshed Emily Harney next week. Hey, great Thanks, shots, guys. by the way. I saw the whole layout of uh, uh, of all Thank the you. shots for the fight and, of course, the weigh-in shots, too, man. Great job, as usual. Thank you. And, and if anybody noticed his unfocusedness at the weigh-in, let me know. I'm curious if anybody else picked up on that. Great point. And if you get any feedback, let us know. I will, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Emily, I'll talk to you soon. That's uh, Emily Harney, and uh, she was ringside boxing's best photographer. Interesting point she makes about the weigh-in. Um, you know, uh, seeing a fighter lose focus did what she noticed carry through. He clearly looked like something was up, man. He clearly looked like something was up. But uh, a couple of emails real quick. Uh, first and foremost, I wasn't going to read it, but I will. Raheem uh, says, uh, good morning. He says, uh, past couple of weeks in boxing has the great Canelo win and Wilder too. He says, but the fight was uh for him was wilder knocking out brazil he says he's happy to see that wilder's proving he's the best pound for pound fighter in boxing this is what scares me about uh raheem because you could say what you want about deontay wilder whether you like him or not but he's certainly not a pound for pound fighter the guy possesses one attribute and it's kept him undefeated right now and that's punching power but nothing else would suggest that he's a pound-for-pound fighter. Um, I love his power, uh, but I don't love the man. Um, another email. This is uh, from my man Mitch. Uh, he says, uh, check this out, Billy C. No ducking, no dodging, fighting all his mandatories and top contenders, no negotiating himself out of fights, no protections from Al Heyman, no suspicion about juicing. Uh, will he ever surpass Floyd Mayweather on the historical lists when he retires. And, of course, he's talking about uh, Wang Hang Menothin, who's uh, now 53 wins and no losses. And he makes an interesting point, my man Mitch, uh, about the fact that you may not know him because of the uh, weight division he, he's uh, fighting in, but the guy fights every mandatory. He's not cherry-picking fighters. The weight class... Uh, you know, may have non-glamorous looking records, but that's because they fight each other. And, uh, you know, somebody's got to lose. So uh, I'm with him. And I wish that uh, uh, Wayanthin had uh, much more uh, press. Thanks for the uh, emails, fellas. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention, 
uh, coming uh, middle of July, July 20th, is uh, officially official. We talked about it bri briefly last week. But Manny Pacquiao against Keith Thurman. Uh, Manny Pacquiao doing something I, I really don't believe he needs to do, and that's fight a uh, young, young gun like uh, Keith Thurman. But uh, uh, should he become victorious, uh, there's going to be no doubt in mind my mind where he sits uh, historically uh and even if he doesn't win uh he's still up there hey listen boys and girls i appreciate you joining us i want to thank uh everyone today sal and dax and alex and of course emily uh for giving us their thoughts don't forget to uh tune in to our 24 hour seven day a week uh television channel billy c boxing uh you can uh, sign up for it just visit uh ginicousa.com g-i-n-i-k-o-u-s-a.com and uh, don't forget to use uh, the code Billy C uh, when you uh, when you sign up. And you could watch it on Roku and all the other uh, streaming devices, or you could always just uh, go to our YouTube channel, uh, Talkin Boxing. That's YouTube.com/talkin T-A-L-K-I-N Boxing B-O-X-I-N-G, and watch us there. And uh, I want to thank everybody for your support. And uh, I can leave you with this: make sure you tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.